0: On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space.
1: People pleasers, right? We do this thing where people say, Do you have time? Oh, well, I do because you don't. No, put all your stuff first. Create the space for you to have all the juiciness and the excitement of what you need before you're out there available for anybody else.
0: In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Okay, lady. today we have a special guest and this is one of those conversations where I feel so lucky and blessed to be able to do this work as podcasters, okay? We are so excited for this conversation and selfishly because we have so many questions and our guest has an amazing book that we're going to talk about a little bit later that's perfect for where we are in our lives, okay? So get ready, girl. Get ready. Grace Harry is an artist, entrepreneur, creative muse, pleasure instigator, and speaker. After an illustrious 30-year career in entertainment, Grace, the joy strategist, found her calling leading what she calls the revolution of joy. Through her popular Playdate community, Play With Grace, she helps everyday people welcome joy back into their lives. Her work has been featured in The New York Times, Hello Giggles, Vogue Online, The Times UK, The London Evening Standard, and many more. Lady, go get her book right now, okay? The Joy Strategist, Your Path to Inner Change. Grace, welcome to Cultivating Her Space. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: So exciting. First of all, your smile. I'm just captivated. Amazing. Thank you, Grace. Yes. <laughs> I love it.
2: Well, Grace, we are so excited for this conversation. And I know Sari and I talked offline before we signed on about just where we are each individually in our lives. And we know that this conversation is going to resonate not only with us, but with our listeners as well. So we're going to jump right in and we're going to start with the quote of the day. Now, Grace, our quote of the day will sound familiar to you because you know, we've been doing our research and these are your words. I love joy. It is not the cherry on top. It's the whole cake. I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back to make sure they caught this. Joy is not the cherry on top. It's the whole cake. Okay, Grace, you're the joy strategist. Will you share your words? What What's the story or inspiration behind this particular quote.
1: Yes, well, thank you so much, by the way. This is, I love it. I love that you've done your homework. I love that the conversation jumps in. I often say that people that I really enjoy are people that start conversations from like T, you know? We're not at A <laughs> or B small talk and we're just jumping right in at the end of the alphabet. So thank you. Yes. Yeah, well, first of all, I think it's really important that we understand that this joy strategist is our hearts that each of each of us has a joy strategist each of us has a gps system within us and when we start to do the work of taking off the the isms and the the beliefs and the concepts about who we are and start to really open up to that we have this gift of of guidance within us when we feel safe enough to safe enough to trust that experience so that's really the beginning of that and then yeah i just think you know it's it's opening
0: up to what really is our truth. Oh, beautiful. And Grace, there is so much that we could talk about. Well, if we're going to try to stay a little organized here. And so okay. we looked at your bio. You have lived, okay? You have lived quite an adventurous life. But can you take us back to your origin story? How did you become the Grace Harry that we see today? Well, thank you so much. I mean, as an ever-evolving human, I'm
1: like, who is who are we today? I don't know. Who was I this morning? but I feel like the good news of my life is something I penalized myself for a long time, not having a very specific structure in my life. It allowed me to open up to concepts about what do I enjoy? How do I feel? How do I want to express? What am I here to do this time on earth school? What's my mission? And I always knew from a very young age that it was impacting each other with our gifts, that somehow that's really what it's all about. And you know, I just really got on the concept of like, how do I achieve the American dream? And let me get to the highest peak of every single possibility. And when I got there to to a, a very seemingly aspirational kind of life, I didn't feel great. And that was complicated to, you know, that that feels a little bit like a failure in itself, even the admittance of that, because who the hell am I to decide that, you know, a popular concept of life is not The life for me and it's not that that life wasn't for me I wasn't living in it you know I had created this concept about myself of who I had to become to live this life and and when I look back at those times and what the book the root of the book is really about is how we create those stories ourselves and and that's not to say that people don't have real situations in our lives but I mean how often I I love to tell this the story I had a friend and she was meeting another friend And they were supposed to meet, let's say it was Tuesday at 7 p.m. So she texts her beforehand, no response. You know, another hour goes by. Four hours later, she can't find her. The first 10 minutes, she was worried about her, like something happened to her in her mind. And then, you know, as she went into a little bit more of frustration around the situation, in her own mind's creation of a story, they had had a thing, maybe it wasn't the right date. Did they have an issue? All of these different things that we created, and at the end, She dropped her phone in the toilet. So she couldn't, and she doesn't know any numbers by heart because uh, who does it anymore, sadly. And so it's really that, it's that understanding that if we don't learn to, what I say is more of really the foreplay of everything is learn to communicate intimately from our heart, the communication of our heart with everyone around us. We're in a 24 hour gaslight and we're never getting closer to the experiences we want to have because we're not living in our actual truth.
2: So I
1: say all that to say, I went on a tangent, but so that just led me on a path of what lights me up. You know, I, my mother moved to Haiti when I was a teenager and so I was on my own very young and I just kind of started to just feel into what are the experiences I want to have and I was a chef for a while and I, I loved that and when I felt like that experience had come to where it needed to come from me, I dove into something else and, but when I look back on that time, really I was always in music. A lot of my friends very young were in bands and, you know, were, were early in their careers and hip hop was so young in those days. So it wasn't like every place played it or everyone was accepted. There was only a few places that you really went to have that experience. And I'm blessed that so many interesting people all showed up at the same place, the same time. And yeah, so I just let that take me and I've always had a really easy time connecting to creators and helping them translate their vision. So I just decided that's what I was supposed to do and did it in all the ways and especially wherever it could be philanthropic or where it could really lean back into gifting where the origin of anything came from, the origin of that music, community, whatever. So that's how I got here in a very surreal, esoteric way. Uh, If you have a specific, I'd love to get into it.
0: Hey lady, it's Terry here. Dom and I want to take a moment to thank you for choosing to listen to our podcast. We love you for real, and we want to give you a chance to learn more about what's important to us. So tell us what you think about this. Imagine a world where you have a
2: chance to get featured on the Cultivating Her Space podcast and share your business, brand, or perspective with millions around the globe. Imagine joining our monthly virtual video check-ins where you can connect with like-minded Black women like you, and share your ideas and episode suggestions with Terry and I. Now I want you to imagine a world where you're in the exclusive Cultivating Herspace Space Sanctuary Slack channel and throughout your day and week, you are conversing with us about what's happening in your life
0: and sharing funny gifts and your personal wins. How does that sound? Hopefully this is up your alley, lady, because we are taking things to the next level this year and we're doubling down on investing in our community that means you we want to meet you connect with you and create communities of genuine women who love on black women and push our culture and movement forward we launched this podcast in 2019 and to date we have not missed a week we've been great stewards of our platform all while working full-time and navigating our own ups and downs we release fresh new content every single Friday, like clockwork, and we have hundreds of valuable episodes and workshops that can really help you up-level your life. So if you love our mission, or you've gotten value from us, we invite you to give back and help us push this community effort forward. Visit herspacepodcast.com and click Patreon. You can learn more about our goals and exclusive offerings on Patreon, and we highly highly encourage you to join the Sister Frontier so that you can get some one-on-one time with us. We also have an option for you to donate on a one-time basis if that meets your needs. Again, herspacepodcast.com and you can click that link that says Patreon. All right, lady. We'll hop right back into the conversation.
2: Hey, Neil Grace. Oftentimes when we do interviews, we we do get specific, right? And when I and not just us, I mean the we in general, people in general, right? Yes. But I love the way that you answered that question. And as I was listening to you, what what was coming up to me was how did you know when it was time to let something go or move and move on to the next thing? or maybe shift your focus in one area to something different?
1: Yes, thank you. That's the best question, because that's really the root of everything. You know, in my book, I break it down into, I'm sorry, I'm attacking this plant. I break it down into just kind of these areas of life that really impact us. You know, like, would you date yourself or building your starting five or understanding just kind of that the most important job in the world maybe is producing a person or something new or invention or just a pioneering of something. But anyone who steps up to that is an amateur, right? The first time you're a parent, you're an amateur. So that concept always made me curious and lean into, oh, okay, so we're all just a bunch of whatever's dropped down here trying to figure it out and come up with, okay, I figured this part out, I figured this part out. And that gave me the permission also, my mother is very inventive and always started new companies and did different things. So I never had that concept that if I didn't have a very specific, you know, lifestyle or career, I would I would be it'd be unfavorable in my family. And so I always just listened to what felt good. Now that's complicated, and you know, I think early on we're pre-verbal when we first really understand love, and then on top of it, the media is constantly entertainment, music, everything is pushing us to this concept that, you know, you find that one true love and, but really the work forever is like learning to be in real relationship with yourself and being so radically, you know, whatever language works for you, if you treat yourself the way you did a lover or a boss or a parent, or we're so good to them and we're so good to make sure we do the things and, but we don't really give ourselves 1% of that. We don't really make ourselves a star of our own story. And when we start to lean into that, it becomes like a a boundary setting concept. We're walking around life like in a supermarket choosing. Yes, I want four things from aisle one, nothing from aisle seven. I want something from here. And understanding it's not a pick me, pick me. It's a, okay, you know what? I fill myself up so much. So what can you do on top of that? And not monetarily, but just an energetic concept. So. I feel like it's really that it's learning to be so honest with ourselves, even through the uncomfortable moments that our picker is really clear. We know what our heart wants. And so I've just learned to trust that. And, you know, degrees, you know, you learn something in kindergarten. You might learn math also in high school. It's just a little bit more of that situation. And so for me, it's just been I've I've learned early to start to listen to it and I can see when I don't. How this kind of leads me back around to that same exercise or example, anyway. So that's how I know. You know, if you're sitting in a space and a career and a friendship and a in anything, and you're starting to talk inside your head more than you're talking out into that experience, you know, or you're starting to like it doesn't automatically feel good. You're holding your stomach, your chest. You know, it really is not a question of knowing. It's a question of learning to trust. And we've all had situations in our life where we've lost trust of ourselves. And, you know, it's really the work of, it's our job. In the same way, we have to feed ourselves and we have to remember to breathe because we don't always breathe fully. We have to get dressed so we're not outside getting arrested naked. We also have to lean into our own joy. It's really that important. It's a communication of our heart. And in this whole mental health awareness concept and how challenging things feel, it's time to kind of get real with our own pleasure. And allow that to also have the balance of all the feelings, and so that's how you start to know. Is you just got to trust it, even when it looks wonky. What I was supposed to be in Utah for a month, and now I'm, I'm getting the strong pull to be in New York and have this thing, and all these opportunities are starting to fly in around New York. So obviously, support it. Don't nine time guess that. You know, forget second guess. We nine. We're like twenty five times. Send me a God. Can you directly let me know? And so. It's really, it's leaning into that, like the truth we, we can feel, but we really don't want to accept.
0: Ooh. Ooh, that's so Uh-oh. powerful you you. appreciate, Yes.
2: <laughs> that and is so dip. good.
0: Okay. We appreciate the wisdom. Yes. We're soaking it up. We're soaking it up, Grace. Okay. So, Grace, we have a lot, a bunch more questions for you, right? Okay, good. But we want to shift up the energy a little bit. Okay, so because we recognize, appreciate, and celebrate the multifaceted woman, and we believe that it's okay to be bougie, classy, and ratchet, you can still be elegant and dance to strip club music if you so yes. choose. Okay, so Grace, we want to invite you to the O U Blatchet segment. Do you take on the okay. challenge? I take on the challenge. Oh, okay, cool. All right. So now that now that we got you, Grace, so we're gonna this ask three fun. questions. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to ask three questions. We're going to share three sentence completions. And then we have three photos pulled up of you on the big screen that we'll share in just a moment. But what we want to do is we want you to choose a number out of one and three. And we'll then reveal that photo. And we want you to give us some context about the photo that we wouldn't know just by looking at it.
1: Okay. okay fine.
0: Got it. So we're going to start with the questions. We're going to ease into this segment. Yeah. The first question for you is What's the best piece of wisdom or advice you've ever received? Oh, the best piece of wisdom
1: and advice I've ever received. It was actually recently, it was the last couple of years. And I was in this moment with a book where I was feeling like I was doing the thing that's when, you know, when you do the thing where you're telling someone something and you know the advice for yourself and you've heard yourself give it to other people,
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I started laughing
1: at myself like, all right, I know this. I'm trying to please everyone. I'm trying to make this situation safe for myself. I'm trying to somehow go down the slide, gripping the sides, you know what I mean? And she said, "You know what? Half the world doesn't like you anyway." Mm-hmm. And 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 that sounds terrible when I say it, but this person mm-hmm. is all love. This is my my love, Aisha. And that actually was almost like a relief. Like, mm-hmm. no, you don't. You're not here to please everyone. You're you're here to be integrity and have and hold up your integrity about how you feel about your own stuff. And that you hope with everyone's, you know, mature concepts of their own responsibility of their own hearts that'll land in a way where people maybe don't even agree but accept that that's we can agree to disagree so that really helped me it was good advice and I think if that sounds a harsh because when I've told this story people are like oh but just this concept that we cannot be everything to everybody because the one person we're robbing is ourselves and so you know I was raised I'm a recovering people pleaser fear of and so I spent years just I want to please I want to make sure everyone liked me I would but I was sabotaging myself I could feel it in my own body you know I wasn't breathing fully I was holding my stomach I was you know I was a liar I was never lying intentionally or cheating anything but I was I was I was cheating the presence being present in that experience of living so to me that's the best advice is that you know. Well, while you're focusing so much on, on another and and deciding in our own brain of, because we're all psychic right what they feel and what the outcome go back to us or you know when you're pointing at someone or you got shoulds there's three fingers pointing back to you so whenever I start feeling like all oh, holier than thou like I have the answer for someone I just lean into wait where's my to-do list what are the things that Grace needs to do for Grace So I think that's you know a robust way to answer that one thing but it's it's really make yourself the star of your own story.
2: I not love that. All right. Now we're going to take a totally different turn with Definitely, this next this question.
1: And a roller coaster. And
2: so, and so, Grace, you are deeply connected to the music industry. So I'm curious, this next question. Are you going to twerk or two-step?
1: Oh, I'm going to twerk. Hey. But let me tell you something. <laughs> a little disclaimer from when we're out in public together. This, uh, this incredible group of uh of entertainers in atlanta who just are magic and we were on the road with them and i was like you know i want to learn how to twerk <laughs> so they started trying to teach me and it really didn't go so well and they said you know what that's a shame that you have all that ass and you really just can't so I, it's a lifelong goal i'm working on it i'll take anybody's support but i'm definitely the the, and the goal and the, the great intention is always to work
0: yes well, Grace, if you ever come to the Bay Area, they have a twerk class out here that Dom and I have gone to together. They call it Twerk Church. Well, oh. in the class, the, the founders, it's called Free the Cheeks. So if you're ever oh. here, let us know. We'll take oh, you I to Twerk come. Church.
1: I'm coming to Twerk yes. Church.
0: I yeah, think the word yes. church made me feel like, OK, there's salvation. I'm going to learn this. Yes. <laughs> yes, That's yes. right. You got this. <laughs> so, Grace, our third question for you from this segment is, what's the sexiest item you own?
1: You know, that's so funny because I feel very in a a bit of a ritual moment. And I was in L.A. a few years ago and I was in a a, like Ayurvedic sauna thing. And I have two kids that I I have five, some gift babies, but the ones I push through. So I have some some like body tattoos from pushing those babies through. And this woman, I, I felt she had really good intentions and she leaned over and said, I have a really good doctor if you want a mommy makeover. And I said, you know what? This is actually a mommy makeover. This is what it looks like all by itself. So the reason I'm saying that is because my good friend is a jeweler in LA. And she made me this body chain. And I kind of laugh. Like, I don't have a body to wear a body chain. But for some reason, having this, even if you never see it, just when I move a certain way and just feel it under my clothes, it just feels like such a reminder that like I am my own lover. So that, to Mom. me, I really I really prescribe that we have things. and. I've said this before and gotten flack, and I want to be understood. I'm not at all saying everyone has to buy fancy lingerie. I'm just saying it's important in this world of, of, of polarity mm-hmm. driving us in every way that we have some things that are just for us that remind mm-hmm. us that we are delicious.
2: Yeah. That's some amazing. little
1: taluses some or something, okay. things that, that no one needs to know, but you feel it during the day and you're like, oh, right. Oh. That's Oh, yeah. I, got oh I
2: got that there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, let me,
1: yeah. And you got it in your eyes. So you're telling people just by the mm-hmm. way you mm-hmm. look. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. I love that. Yes. I love that. Okay. So now we're going to move to our sentence of completion. Okay. Our first sentence of completion is one question or topic I wish people ask me about more often is. The
1: one topic I wish people ask me about more often is how to rebirth their lives
0: oh wow you will not believe this grace well the next sentence completion just happens to be what i would tell people about rebirthing their life is are you serious (laughs) no but we we loved
1: enough (laughs) i was like mind blown they're really (laughs) psychic I was like, I'm flying the bay tomorrow.
0: <laughs> but we would love to know, what would you tell people yeah. about rebirthing their lives?
1: You know, I again, I really preface this not because I don't want people to be upset with me. Just I don't want people to feel like what I'm saying is beyond themselves. I'm not saying to do this literally. But what we really are is as humans is we're stories. What do we do when we get together? We tell our stories. We're a collection of stories. We're, what is the word? The griot, right? This this concept of the storyteller that keeps an energy alive is what I believe is what the meaning is. So if there's all of us have different degrees of pain and trauma that comes from, you know, these well-intentioned amateur parents trying to do the best they can, you know, and some of them maybe not so much, but whatever. So we can either lean in that, that can become our character as I was saying before, like victim consciousness could be my character. Or if that's not feeling so good, We can start again. We've grown. When we were little, we said, I'm going to stay up all night and I'm going to eat whatever. And I'm going to, we don't do any of that. So let's start, right? Like when I started this process again and I realized, okay, I'm getting divorced for the third time. What is this about? I started from the beginning. I was like, okay, yes, maybe I'd love a childhood where I was more coddled or more. what? So I started swaddling myself. I started reading kids' books to myself. I started putting bath times, bubbles back in my routine. And and just starting to cherish and care for yourself the way you would if somebody, if one a friend that you love so much dropped their baby off for a weekend, why don't we start treating ourselves that way? Think about this. You can come home, right? You have a full day and you're exhausted. Feeding yourself even seems like too much. But then let somebody call you at 930 talking about a surprise date. And all of a sudden we have a lot. We have we have energy. We have a, we can get in the shower. We can make a meal. We have energy to put on something extra cute, or whatever. So let's not shortchange us. Let's start to rebirth and redo those stories for ourselves. Even you know, people ask me a lot of times about what meditation and manifestation. And I have a good friend who taught who has an expression: you can manafuck yourself. And I love that because people don't realize that we use we get all these new buzzwords: self love and self care and affirmations. But if we don't really know really what the impact for ourselves are and what we really need out of those modalities they don't they're not gonna have the full magnitude so it's not just I want to be a childlike again I want to no I'm gonna give myself that experience totally different I can sit around and complain I didn't get to go to the park more often well you know what you've got a Saturday even if you work five jobs you got 10 minutes get on a swing go on a you know to have these get a group of friends together I do now once a month and I I just put all the things we bring all the things and we just do art all day crafts we just re-upcycle things we dye things we bleach pattern things we buy, send each other different ideas you know a few weeks ago we were making different kinds of adult milkshakes and putting them in popsicle things it doesn't matter you know what I mean it's just that it's keeping that spirit that passion that that you know the, the oiling up of our heart feeding it which, which which leads to everything else in our life being more delicious. Who we choose to let into our hearts, you know? What we do with our, with our gifts, our resources for money or not for money. All those things really come from a well-supported heart and a well-listened-to heart. So that's the rebirth. Start now, whatever it is. I'm in my teen years
2: now. I'm having a ball. Yes. Uh, oh, yes. Okay. So our final... Sentence completion. What I love most about myself is
1: what I love most about myself is my crazy, curious, contrarian spirit. You know, I just just nothing that I don't pick up, where I'm like, "What is that? How does that work? What's underneath it?" Oh, have you seen? And and I and I really think that's what keeps me feeling. And I don't. And I, I hesitate to say this because it's another word that's gotten cuckoo in our language, but young. And mm. I mean young, I mean beginner's mind. I mean open, no. not like I look young. I mean that I feel that so much is possible because I continue to stay in that curious. And the contrarian is pe- important too because we have a lot of things that were passed down to us that are not fact checked by our own hearts. Do we believe mm-hmm. in these things? Are these things good for us? Are they true? And so that contrarian part of me really makes me continue to, to be in pursuit of my own pleasure. So I love that about myself. I didn't used to love that about myself. That used to scare me, that part of myself. So that's important to realize that, you know, the parts of ourselves that we want to move into and mag- magnify from sometimes have a lot of scariness around them in terms of who the hell do we think we are? What are other people going to think? So it's a lot of work to really support her or, or, or what, however you identify what your pronoun is. Support that, that vision of yourself.
0: Yeah. So many gems. Okay. okay, we're going to show you this picture in a moment, Grace, but I have to ask, are you recording an audiobook for your book? Do you know, can I tell you, I have a very
1: good friend who I think has such a great voice and is a DJ and a, and a drummer and all these things. And he kept saying, you have to do your own audio. And I was lining up everyone else to do it. And I really kind of got happily pushed into doing it. And it was such a fun experience. Now I want to do every cartoon. I wanna be a voice for everything. <laughs> good. I like it was so
0: yes. much fun. Yeah, it was yes. nice. hearing you speak. I'm just like, we need to, we need to reread the book with the audio book. Cause I need to just yeah, hear it. you. Oh, you know so Tell me what you think. I, oh, I was my my really goodness.
1: trying to go slow because I get excited yeah. and I wanna so I I and when I go slow, I was laughing because my voice sounds like I'm trying to be sexy. So I can't wait
0: to hear what you think. But oh, yeah. Yes, could, so we cannot yeah, wait. We cannot yeah. wait. Yeah. Okay, so great. We want you to choose a number out of one and three seven and no just kidding oh Oh, wait what is your number out of one and three three okay good this is going to be such this is such a good picture they're all really good but what we want you to do is describe the photo for those that are only tuning into the audio and then once you describe the photos give us some context about this photo that we wouldn't know by looking at it i'm so happy you chose this one so okay okay i'm scared you'll see it on the big screen in a second there we go. Um, oh, you
1: chose a good one. <laughs> okay, so I don't know where I want to start here, but you know, you know when you're in a space in life, when you're in a relationship of some sort. Well, describe the photo. Sorry, I'm wearing a blonde wig that's like very 70s, kind of like a uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and Scarface ish, and I'm wearing my favorite glasses that I have on now, because uh, when I learned I had to wear glasses, I was like, I'm gonna make them cute and i'm in a tropical place i'm actually in trinidad i don't know if you can tell that from the photo and i look like i'm trying to be sexy but i'm actually exhausted because (laughs) we had a long day (laughs) but what was great about this is that when i started this journey of rebirthing myself there was a lot of things that i didn't do because i in in my people my people see i'm getting excited in my people pleasing character i had a lot of rules to keep me (laughs) safe in that and one of them was I didn't go on these big group trips. My friends are always going on. And I I didn't stay at people's houses and all of this really like, oh, I don't want to be a burden. So uh, my good friend, Shaka, was having his 50th birthday and he was going to go to Carnival in Trinidad. And I got the strongest, yes, it made no sense. It was like February, This is the this is right before the pandemic. And we just started, we didn't hear about it being a thing yet, but we started hearing there was something happening in China. And there's no rooms available. And I, that's not how I get down. I need a place to do my morning <laughs> yoga. Like everything yes. about it was nuts. And I just did it. I just jumped and I went. And Aisha, who I mentioned earlier my love. And we had a ball. And it turned out to be, it was also my 50th year, not yet, but in two months. And four of our other friends, see nice, a bunch of us, it was like all our 50th. And I had such a ball. And I couldn't stay though, because I was just start in the middle of doing this book and doing the book specifically with Antscape and Disney. So I was like on a deadline and I think, but I decided that since I was missing the actual carnival the next day, and because I was starting to try to break out of this this insecurity around being in social situations and how I had to show up, I wanted mm-hmm. to show up as the character I felt like being that night. And it was fun because a lot of people there I've known since I was a teenager and some had just met me and I'd been with them for f- five days. So we go to dinner and I put on, you can't see this picture, but this like vintage stretch, one piece jumpsuit with like sequins. I never do stuff like that. Ooh. Ooh. And I put this wig on okay. and I came out and I introduced myself with a different name. I was like, "I my name is Dahlia. People freaked out and I stayed in character for hours. And that's what I mean. Like have fun. Gamify life. Why not? Mm, like, we yes. all act so serious and things are serious, and there are. So, why don't we? The, it's not like the problems that we're having today are not something that are atrocious and that we shouldn't all join together and focus on. But when you get on the airplane, and you have to put your own mask on first so you get oxygen mm-hmm. so you don't take the next person down trying to get their mask on, <laughs> shoving it on your face, is to find the moments to express yourself fully, to be in complete joy. And this was such a turning point for me to not give a fuck because I had given so many fucks before that it was so this. So this picture marks such a beautiful moment. And then it was like such an interesting granny moment happened right after because then the pandemic happened and I was in my house and I got to fantasize the whole time that my last trip was this trip. Right. And so it felt like good intuition too. What a trip. Right. I was like, I won on all levels. Like I listened to myself. I did (laughs) a cool thing, which is like, you know,
0: trusting myself, the whole thing. So I love that you picked this one. That was such a good one. And like a couple weeks before, because I'm in San Francisco, a couple weeks before San Francisco went on lockdown. I'm looking at the date. You took this picture. So you you like got in there. Thank you so much, Grace, for playing along in our OU Blatches segment. That was so fun. It was fun. We're going to jump into some other questions for you. Okay. So if you can just talk to us a bit about how did you personally transition from perceiving joy as a horny or cliche four letter word to not only embracing it, but also building your brand around it? Like what transformative experience did you have to shift that perspective?
1: Yes, a few. Well, the first one was, you know, I was doing the thing that I do, which is like I I learned something new. I'm going to get a self-help thing and I want to just eat it up and miss kind of the subtleties. Often of the message and the, and I was doing that. I was like, I'm going to be better, and I'm going to blah blah, and but I was doing all this stuff for the wrong reasons, and I was starting to feel this duality in myself of like, oh, you want to do this work and grow, but you want to do this work and grow to prove to people that you're not crazy, that you didn't like blow your life up and your has been and the cuckoo thoughts that we all kind of you know work hard not to let take over in our beings. And so I just, I know and I believe, and I say to myself when I'm in the hardest moments, what God has done for me in the past will do again and more. So I don't ever believe that I'm just going to get dropped on the ground. So when I feel in those moments where I'm about to get dropped on the ground, I go into that, like, you know what? Let me go into my own constitutional history. It's like my life has been amazing beyond my wildest dreams. Like, and I say that to say, like, it's been beyond the things that I could even see for myself. So I have to believe that I, the God of my understanding is guiding. Something, and so I leaned in and I, I looked for the message, and I kind of wanted to you know hear about these spiritual teachers who sit under a rock for like a month, and then all of a sudden the message came. So I did. I went <laughs> to do this uh, silent retreat experience. Well, it was a breath and silent retreat. It wasn't a full silent retreat. My friends who really do them would gag if I said that. I actually, <laughs> <laughs> and then I heard the voice. It's that like I, I was really trying to find. Like when was the last time? I had so much fun or I laughed so loud, like almost something almost fell, fell out of my nose or my cheeks hurt the next day. And it took me a long time to access that. Mm-hmm. And then I got this straight visual of myself in this park in Brooklyn near where I grew up on a tire swing. And I remember going up so high that I, it was the first time I felt like weightless. Like I had a childhood where I just felt a lot of pressure. It was like a lot of stuff happening and that that weightless feeling. and I And I felt lighter in that moment. And so I literally the next day ran out to a playground, got a lot of weird looks. I had no kid with me and <laughs> got on a swing and felt that feeling again. And I was like, okay, that feeling, more of that, please. Mm-hmm. I want more of that. And just started to really just start to lean into how I felt, like got inside my body, actually. Now we talk about it all the time, our bodies, but we don't realize we have this one car. We take better care of our car car than this vehicle that we have to drive in for the rest of our days. So, you know, I just, I started to feel into the little tiny, achievable, small bites of joy and build on it. More of that, less of this. Oh, more of that, less of this. Oh, when I do more of joy, so when I take my joy snacks and I move around with (laughs) intention and every second, and that's a thing. We could do our practices in the morning and get ourselves to an energetic state where we can walk out and handle the world, but we're going to get hit with some, you know, micro joy robbing all day. So yeah. how do we start to really put that in our life and so when I realized that part I started talking to all my friends like are you really having like are you really feeling good like are you really cuz I also I also lost I've lost five of ad- friends in my life that's a lot to suicide in my adult life that's a lot you know even though it's it's over my life it's just a lot and they're often the ones that felt the most joyful and the most so I really check in now with myself When I push myself because I go hard, pushing myself to do things and people I love. And when I started really, uh, I don't know, I wanted to say like uh, evangelizing, but when I really started going out and just speaking about the simplicity of of reconnecting to things about ourselves that remind us that we have these tools and that we don't need an intermediary to talk to source, I got excited and I also got sad Mm -hmm. because then I was doing the, the new thing that people often do when they have a new thing where we're like shoving it at people. Which is judgment. <laughs> so I had to let go yeah. of people who were not on that exact place and the journey with me. And then I also had to realize that I, I also, I didn't realize that I, I perceive there's a perception of me that I'm fearless because I do make these big steps and that gave people permission to not hear me. Mm. And so I thought, you know what? I respect that too. So let me take it away from me. It's why I, I use a lot of sports analogies and cultural references because I'm not, I'm not a guru. I'm not a I'm not over here saying I'm an expert. I'm saying the joy strategist is your own heart. But give them the give the heart the tools to help you make these strategies and to choose itself first. And so the book felt necessary because I just wanted people to understand me a little better and themselves. Mm-hmm. So and so when I realized that, and you know, it was hard for me to make the switch from it being about everyone else, you know, I'm a behind-the-scenes person and my own family, my kids and husbands. To me, I had a lot of like, who the hell does she think she is? But because it's not about me, it's really, I feel so blessed to be this vessel of a, a concept that there's, a, there's something to replace, not fear, because we need to understand that fear is actually our ally. It moves us to grow deeper and go in more. But from fear becoming the boss of fear mm-hmm. taking over and what you can use to replace its invasive behavior is joy.
2: Well. Mm. I mean, every, every answer, there are just so, so many gems. I know. I'm trying to like make them less. No, no, no. We keep love it, it. We want to keep it up. Yeah. Keep them coming. And so, Grace, when you think about the clients that you work with, right? The folks that you are helping them to cultivate the joy in their lives, what some of the Things that you notice that might be preventing your clients from accessing that joy.
1: Well, the number one thing all of us do as humans is we really we start to we start to go from this, you know, zero to seven, no analytical mind. We're completely in our imagination, anything's possible, to really wanting to secure our place in our community, our tribe, our for safety. And we start to alter and we start to change. And so one of the things I really, I like to work with people is to give them the permission to give themselves the permission to start to dismantle some of the things that they feel keep them safe in their core family or or whatever they feel is there, what's going to keep them alive. You know, that when we, we feel triggered, it's that we go to that survival pattern behavior and we start to go into that. Am I safe? Am I going to be alive? Am I going to get fed? I mean, we get to the basics when we get on that fear loop. And so, yeah, I, I don't, I think I lost my own story, but I, the real concept is that we all are creators, right? It's like I've worked with people that are fancy and i work with people that are big in the world, but we all are big in the world and we all have a mission here and we're all creators. And so for me, what was exciting was to see that working with some of the most influential people in the world, we're all humans. We're mm-hmm. all literally yeah. dealing with the same things over and over and over and over again. So the the concept for me is not these people do this and these people do that, but how can we all start to get to this place? And I break it down to things that feel like the big topic, but they're really all the same thing. Like, would you date yourself versus the business of me? Something I really like to talk about, like looking at yourself as a business, but also the business of us. When we're in a relationship with anyone else, so there's us as separate. It's not, I have to melt into you and you melt into me. There's this great Toni Morrison quote where she says, and I'm I'm gonna botch this up, but the quote. Please look it up, everyone, because it's amazing. But the concept is, I don't. There's no falling in love. I rise in love. I okay. choose love. You know. And so that concept is for all of us as we rewrite our stories and we reconnect to those parts of ourselves. It's, it's, it's that.
0: Mm. I don't even know if I answered the question, but all of that. You, did. <laughs> you did. Yes. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> So I'm going to say this again, go get Grace's book and also get the audio book because Grace, I feel like we can just listen to you speak forever. Your book is amazing. It's a physical experience as much as a literary one and also interactive and practical, also colorful, which is always fun. So one of the things you talked about in the book is you were on this, I believe, silent slash breathing retreat, and you had to write your own eulogy. Now, I am someone who enjoys talking about death and legacy and Dom and I have done podcast episodes about it as well. Can you talk to us about what that activity taught you and why you would encourage others to do the same?
1: Yes, I I believe, you know, again, not penalizing technology. I think technology is amazing and the advances, but just like everything that becomes an addictive thing, it's not the thing, it's how we're leaning into it for our help and our support. And so, what was the question again? It's okay, just about your eulogy. Yeah, outside. Oh, did you? eulogy. It's
0: okay.
1: Yes. Yes. So I noticed that we're getting into this place that technology allows us the opportunity. My daughter taught me about this word incel and voluntarily celibate, but it's it's more that we're we're kind of coming more inside ourselves in our bubbles versus really coming out ourselves in in life. And so, what it taught me was because this te- technology and how we're becoming so superficial with our communication with each other. It taught me that what really matters at the end? That's really the thing. Like, what what do I want to leave as a legacy? And starting to look at all my movements from that bigger space and not from a more pressure space, but from a, oh, yes, right. It's not because we all get there. I mean, I've been there like this video on this shoot and it's the most X. important thing in my life. No, we're, it's not, actually. Yeah. So if we pull back. So, you know, and, and I, I really urge people to make like a negative space calendar. I think it's such an interesting exercise when you make a calendar of there, there's something of service that I want to always be doing. Like I love to go and read with kids or do physical acti- activities with teens. And I always try to find a space to do that. But also this dance class, it feeds my soul. This once a week walk with my friend, that one hour talk with my dad or my mom or whatever it is. And then. And then you have work and obligations and then you have Mm -hmm. family obligations and then you have time for friends because people pleasers, right? We do this thing where people say, do you have time? Oh, well, I do because you don't. No, put all your stuff first. Create the space for you to have all the juiciness and the excitement of what you need before you're out there available for anybody
2: else. Oh, I love that. I I love that. And so when you think about, because I know it's getting late, no, no, At I'm, the time I'm, that I'm we're not. recording this interview. And we we want to make sure that I'm big on sleep and rest and making sure that people get that. So oh, we're going to ask one final question. Hello. And so our last question is when you think about if there were one thing that you wanted folks to take away from understanding the importance of joy in their life, what would that one thing be?
1: Yes, the one thing would be that when you open your eyes every day, you do have a choice of one thing. What is the energy of the day? I have a mm. friend named Annie has a podcast and she says, we are really truly, our number one job is to be the CEO of ourselves, the chief energy officer. And even if you think that's that, I know when she said that, I was like, Annie, you're killing me. So <laughs> yes. but when you, when you think of that, you know, even if that sounds woo woo, everyone's been in a situation where you're like, I don't like that. To, mm, no, that's energy. Mm-hmm. So let's yep. acknowledge that and then set the tone. And I acknowledge that some people live in a household with lots of people and they have a lot of commitments, but you have a minute before you, you know, even if it, roll yourself in your bed before you. Answer your phone to your boss or deal with your kids or your sp- whatever. You mm-hmm. jump on something of the news, anything that takes you out of yourself first, just have a thank you or a gratitude. Just start your day so that you can run your day and your day is not running you. Mm-hmm. And I promise Ooh. you that has a ripple effect in everything else in your life, because mm-hmm. <clears throat> the universe is, has a sense of humor. They're only going on what you're creating. And if you are waking up, like, "I'm not as valuable as this," or that." Eh. But when you just wake up with a little. I'm grateful I opened my eyes. I'm grateful I have a bed. I'm grateful I have a friend. I'm great. And some days I feel so, I mean, not great that I'm like, I am glad I have oxygen. And even laughing at myself, I have to get that basic. (laughs) But what I'm really saying is start your day with a little joy snack, a little gratitude, a little, a little softness. Be kind to my friend, Tom. Be kind Mm. to my friend, Terry. Be kind to my friend Grace. Like, let's give ourselves, if we were lying next to someone that we just had a very good night with in the morning, we'd want to, sh- we want to make sure they knew how amazing they were. We wanted, we want them to leave feeling pumped up and full of, let's do that for ourselves.
2: Yeah.
1: Let's pass every mirror in the morning without judgments. Mm-hmm. Let's set up, look, I have bags or I have wrinkles. Let's start the whole morning. Let's try it as an exercise. Let's gamify it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you have great eyes. Oh, I love that you're smiling. Whatever you can muster. But just if anybody can do anything, just give yourself a minute at the very beginning of your day to give yourself a gift of some delicious energy and see
2: where it takes you.
0: Grace, you put the G in gems because you dropped so many gems. My yes. job, we appreciate you so much, Grace. We are so grateful for what you're doing in the world. We hope to keep in touch with you and have you back on the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And lady, that's the show.
2: Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com that's dot com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health. But is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today or contact your insurance provider.
0: If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website at herspacepodcast.com and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. Every dream within me exists because it's possible.